Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman, and welcome to Wewa. Enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to Wewa, also known as What Are You Watching? Where he, Ben, say hi, Ben. Hi. And hi, Phil. Ask each other a question, trying to get the lowdown on what has our attention over the last week. Hello, Ben. Welcome to the show. Man, it feels so good to welcome be back. welcome to my show. Yes, your <laughs> our show. Thank you very much. Our show. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. It's uh, it's another day, another dollar, another waywa. Yes. Uh, we don't we don't get yet it. make a dollar Not per yet. episode. We're getting close. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Someday, someday soon. Any sponsors out there listening that uh, are just dying to to give. Give two old sports a chap or a, a, a try, chap? a try, <laughs> two old chaps a try. Uh, I wanted to see where that you. was going. I shouldn't have gotten. We will away. shamelessly sponsor anything just for the hell of it. So, yeah. Well, what do you say, Ben? Want to get into some news? What, what's going some on? News in, and headlines in the, in the multiverse. Oh, not a whole ton. I don't have a lot. Um, we did get a release date for uh, Batman sequel with Robert Pattinson. Uh, that'll be October third of twenty. 25 let's see if that date sticks i doubt it it'll probably be pushed into 2026 for some unknown reason we also did get a full slate announced of uh dc movies from james gunn are you interested to hear any titles sure uh superman legacy not starring henry cavill the brave and the bold a batman movie not starring robert pattinson supergirl woman of tomorrow also not starring Henry Cavill. Lanterns, a TV show about the Green Lanterns, Cops in Space. And a Waller, you know Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Now I do. She's getting her own show. And Swamp Thing, a movie that's supposedly supposed to close out phase one of the new DC. And it's just Swamp Thing. Just called Swamp. It's, you don't know who Swamp Thing is? No. I'm oh, not he's a familiar. He's a he's a comic book character. Okay. Interesting, but that that's the one that's closing it all out. Well, not, not, <laughs> who, movies, who, who knows what they're that, that movie doing. probably won't get released until like twenty twenty seven. Probably won't so, get released. Period. Yeah. Did you see what they said about that Batgirl movie that got scrapped? Mm-mm. They said it was unreleasable. Oh no. Kind of want to see it now. Yeah, the same people who have made the rest of the DC movies were like, no, this one, it's, just, it's not. It, it's not really. Can't do that. Everything else we've done, totally justifiable. This, no. <laughs> uh, oh, so last week we talked about Phineas and Ferb getting a bunch of mm-hmm. these episodes, right? Well, King of the Hill is back, too. Oh, yeah. King yeah. of the Hill is getting a new season on uh, Hulu. So that'll be interesting. We were speculating. How long has it been since they had new stuff come out? It's been a long. Why don't time, you right? look that up while I give the next headline or two? Because I do not know off the top of my head. Uh, there is a new show. I think it's a show. Is it a movie? It's un- undisclosed. It's called Ghosted on Apple TV. It's starring Chris Evans and Anna De Armas. That is all we know. But those are two names that, if they're in something, especially together, I will be interested. Last time they were in something together, I believe, was Knives Out. And that movie rocked. So, If you, you want know. your answer on King of the Hill, yeah. uh, 2010. Oh, so decade plus. Yes. Since last time. 97 there. to 2010. Sheesh. Are all the actors still alive? 
I don't know. That would take a little bit more. You look that up while I get. Oh my gosh! And I'm not even getting paid for this. Not even a dollar. Uh, so February, happy February, Ben. It is oh, February is the happiest as it? of recording. It is February second, and so uh, tomorrow, February third, uh, Knock at the Cabin comes out. M Night Shyamalan's new movie, starring Batista, a bunch of other people. I have no interest in M Night Shyamalan movies. Uh, the final tease, Magic Mike's The Final Tease or The Last Dance, comes out February tenth, starring Sama Hayek and uh, Channing Tatum. Winnie the Pooh horror movie comes out February 15th. Hey, uh, end of copyright. You can do whatever you want now, right? Yeah, I believe. Wasn't there? Wasn't that essentially what happened? There was like a day where the copyright wore out. And they're like, we're making what we've always wanted. Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Sheesh. Uh, a new Liam Neeson movie. Looks to be a little bit of a period piece. I don't know anything about this. Called Marlowe comes out on the 15th. Ant-Man Quantumania comes out on the 17th. And the long-anticipated Oscar bait movie Cocaine Bear comes out February 24th. Hmm. Starring, uh, what's his name? Alden Ulrich, something like that? Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich, Solo. thank you. Solo, Han Solo. Yeah, he's going to be in that movie. Yeah. That's all I had for news and headlines. Anything? Uh, there was one, kind of a sadder note, but um, are you familiar with the actress Annie Worshing? I am, yes. Yeah, she yeah. passed away uh, this past week. Rest in peace, um, Annie. A little, a little bit timely because she was in The Last of Us video game as mm-hmm. a voice actress. And then more what I know her for, she was in season seven and eight of uh, 24, the immortal classic, um, and was a very main character in those last two seasons so yeah i don't remember if i made it that far in 24 or not if only it was on streaming somewhere so i could catch up but yes that was that was sad we've had a lot of headlines like that recently Mm -hmm. so that's that's it's very sad rest in peace annie but yeah yeah that's all i got nothing uh all that surprising we were not super organized today we don't have a main topic to discuss so we're just gonna get right into waywa which, as you remember from the top stands for what are you watching? So, my friend, what are you watching? Well, as you know, I've been on a little bit of a journey into Studio Ghibli movies for the first time. Mm. Had not seen one prior to about two weeks ago, and I'm up to three now. Um, one I thought was pretty good. One I thought was kind of okay. And one was the best movie I've seen since x insert title here oh, i was gonna I say tell you i was gonna say the horror movie that came out this last year starring mia goth and jenna ortega called x was oh. <laughs> not what i expected to be talking about in this that's it. <laughs> no it, there's it's just i'm hard pressed to find one that i remember enjoying more recently new movie i'll, I'll put it that way um, but I've watched Spirited Away, uh, Nasco, The Valley of the Wind, and Princess Mononoke. Try to guess, guess which one was I guess? Which. Yes. So I'm going to say Spirited Away was the one you thought was good. Okay. And Mononoke was the one you thought was okay. Okay. And Nasco was the one you thought was fan-freaking-tastic. Someone give you a gold star. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you. Does that happen to be your assessment too, or is that just what you... I like for me. Princess Mononoke a lot more than you do. Okay. I think that Princess Mononoke is a really cool movie. It, um, it, I, I would call it a cool movie. It was just hard to enjoy in a straight line. 
if that makes sense. Sure, I get that. Yeah. It's a little long-winded at times. Certain it's, that, parts, it's the longest of the yeah. three, for sure. And the whole ending with like the forest all coming together and whatnot, none of that really made sense. The, the, none of the endings viewing. to these movies really make that no. much sense to me. But Spirited Away, classic. Very good. But Nausicaa is, honestly, it's the movie that got me into like anime in general. This movie, I was shown this movie as a very young boy and some of those images especially with like the bugs and whatnot mm-hmm. crawling and and swarming it, it a lot of the imagery from this this movie even like the little wind glider she has like really stuck with me for a long time and, and it really kind of shaped a lot of my like views on what i enjoy about certain things and and whatnot. as it, someone who saw this way later than you did what i was finding was that this looks like a movie that influenced like the look and feel of so many other things because it was in 1984 mm-hmm. and so much of the stuff that like we grew up on came after that obviously and i just think it was like the baseline for how modern like adventure and sci-fi and fantasy kind of all sprung up um it's it's so it's post-apocalyptic it's a thousand years or so after a nuclear devastation destroys most of the world there's a few like pockets of people living here and there and then there's sort of like this massive wasteland in the middle where this fungal forest has sprouted up and it's really dangerous and humans have to like wear breathing masks when they're there. And there's these giant bug-like creatures that are very dangerous um, that are running around and people are scared of them and they're trying to kill them, except for Nausicaa, um, who is kind-hearted and is sort of trying to find a way to live in harmony Um with nature but just like the whole concept and design of this like post-apocalypse was like mind-blowing to me um how like like the spores and the fungal part of it how like how humanity would like adapt and still have technology post-apocalypse but it's like kind of weird and truncated like there's medieval elements there's like world war ii type elements and there's like really futuristic stuff like people still pull out swords yes like they fight with swords have like world war ii era airplanes and then have like futuristic gliders yeah. that they fly around on those are the gliders are super so, yeah cool. so it's it's like the really technological stuff is like very small scale and then the bigger stuff is more like hulky and thrown together and patched together and it was it was just so unique and really really drew me in um but it's a it's a great adventure story. It's got a, a good message, and it's just a really cool setting. Um, and then, like I said, the stuff about how it feels like everything that I've enjoyed my whole life was drawn from and based on this. It was just a really odd sensation <laughs> to like watch it, something. I'm like, it, I've seen all this before, but I didn't know it all like came from the like, same place from a Japanese movie. <laughs> like what? <laughs> a lot of deja vu for a movie you've never seen. Yes, before. exactly. Yeah. It was like I've been here before, but I didn't know it. Dude, so. I could listen to you talk about this movie all night. That <laughs> I honestly want to just end the episode and go watch the movie again. Like I love this movie, and I just like you got me like completely amped up to watch it. Well, as a with fresh eyes, as a again. loyal HBO Max subscriber, you can do just that. Um, Shout out! I also want to mention the the soundtrack, mm-hmm. which completely made this movie too. Um, it like hits all these different chords i guess you could say it's got like the typical adventure music that's really exciting it's got like creepy and stirring parts to it too and then every once in a while just like randomly drop into this like 80s synth stuff yeah like very quickly and then come out of it quickly but 
it's like it all ends up working together too <coughs> and excuse me like it's it's just i don't want to use the word masterpiece like too lightly but that's really you can use it here yeah because like everything is working for it what did uh what's your feeling about our protagonist nasuka um i i a f- more relatable hero i think than the other two movies i watched sure um someone who's like completely different than literally everyone in the world around her though all anyone else really cares about is um power or staying alive and she's like kind of has a different vision for what the world can look like Hmm. um very interesting voice cast for this yeah a lot of really who does the english um so patrick stewart is um, I only have the Japanese ones here pulled up. Like Sir Patrick Stewart? Yeah, so uh, pa- Patrick Stewart is Lord Yupa. I recognize that one right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uma Thurman is in it. Uh, Shia, a very young Shia LaBeouf is in it. Um, a, a pretty minor part, but a part nonetheless. Uh, Mark Hamill. And th- this was like one year after Return of the Jedi. Um, I think it probably took the English dub another year or two before they did the english dub but but like uh just post star wars basically. yeah come like he's a hot yes he's like as hot point. as they come at this point um but yeah some like really recognizable names both people who like were established then and also ones who were yet to be established still and um very very interesting <laughs> do you remember me talking about a movie called big fish kind of vaguely the uh love interest in big fish voices nausicaa in this movie so okay. that's very fun yeah yeah i see why this is a classic for you man just seeing like pictures from it too the little like and like the the little like furry companion kind mm. of thing that has become really popular yeah that's a trope i've noticed is that mm. happens in every movie there's like a little gotta have a little, companion that rides around your shoulder that was in yeah. full metal alchemist too with uh oh yeah name? the panda yeah yeah and it doesn't really serve any plot point it's just there just kind of <laughs> but yeah uh i think almost anyone would enjoy this movie i wouldn't want to meet the person who didn't yeah yeah just saying sorry if that pisses off any of our sponsors <laughs> for alienating the audience but this movie's fantastic give it a shot hbo max i won't try to say any more well any any ideas on your next ghibli movie that you're gonna give a try i don't know i take a break i've found a surprising number of i've talked to a surprising number of people who like are also super into ghibli movies Mm -hmm. and i've gotten a hundred different recommendations of what the next one i have to watch is what which is interesting because there's not like a hundred to choose from yeah what's what's the what's been the loudest recommendation i'll tell you whether or not they're um howl's castle or whatever yeah they're probably up there um delivery service whatever whatever kiki's delivery service yeah. um those are like the biggest ones i think yeah i'd go Cal's moving castle okay uh christian bale mm-hmm. can't beat it cool nice i think Howl's is actually the one i've seen the most like the most amount of times i've seen it but it's just recently that I, i've i've seen it just a few times or something like that i don't know but i don't know what's next anything else 
Uh, I've got a couple more. If, do you want? It, do you have anything? Do you want to go next? Yeah, I've got a few things. Yeah, go for it. Um, nothing that I've really thought all that much on. Uh, I guess I'll start off with saying that I did end up finishing the first season of that '90s show. Oh yes. Uh, yes, yes, I did. And I don't care what any of y'all say. I liked it. Show's fine. It's a funny show. I laughed every single episode, at least twice. Are people saying things about it? I don't know. I honestly have not noticed whether or not people are actually saying they liked it or not. I'm like, this is straight up my own opinion. I have not been influenced by anything. I thought it was pretty good. If you like that 70s show, you'll probably like this show. It's similar enough. The DNA is there. Kitty and Red are there. The kids are connected in some ways to the previous generations, but they're all brand new characters they have like their their tropes are all completely different so it's not just a complete rehash of what was successful the first time they're trying to make their own show just in the same basement essentially mm-hmm. right and and i thought they did a good job i enjoyed this season cool but yeah nice. that's I don't, I don't really know what else to say <laughs> yeah yeah i mean probably something you just have to watch for yourself to get an opinion on yeah do you want me i have i have one more yeah i have yeah. one more small have one um and then i'll just kind of let you take over the rest of the episode i'll probably go on mute um they, i feel like you probably want to mute me a lot of times never oh, never. Never. never just keep talking about my favorite movies that i ask you to. Watch oh well, you're not gonna like the rest of this list then probably <laughs> okay maybe i will uh a show that i was very excited about uh starring a couple actors i love very dearly uh, called Shrinking came out on Apple TV. Uh, this stars Jason Segal, my my homeboy. You, you like Jason Segal? Like, uh, at first, I was like, "Is he being serious?" And I realized <laughs> you were being, you were being a jerk about it. And uh, yes, I huge Jason Segal fan, uh, <laughs> huge fan, and uh, Harrison Ford. Oh yes, yes, I've seen like a banner for this. yes, and Jessica Williams, uh, uh, someone who will be a household name very soon who is very funny she's she's been in some very good stuff i like her very much uh this movie is about or the show sorry excuse me i'm i'm an episode and a half in there's i think three episodes now the third one just dropped tonight maybe the fourth one i'm not sure exactly just got started but i was very excited about this show and it is not disappointed so far i'm i'm really enjoying it this show is about a shrink a psychiatrist who kind of to try and collect his bearings after his wife dies and he drinks himself into depression and 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 cutting himself off from people including his his daughter kind of tries to take like a a freelance kind of look at at psychiatry and kind of goes rogue on a few decisions and doesn't start starts doing things not by the book to try and get results uh, as an attempt to try and and take control of his life and and get back on the right track and uh jessica williams is plays another psychiatrist in the office and uh, harrison ford plays his boss um and yeah man this show this show is great everything harrison ford says in this show makes me laugh because not only is it a well-written line but it's also harrison ford in a sitcom (laughs) yeah that is very heartfelt and and very emotional at times and and honestly quite very well written uh it's like you you had to have known like if harrison ford signing on for a tv show you know he had to have thought this that's was what i was gonna say is every time i see harrison ford in something it's like why it, it i'm surprised he's even trying anymore 
Yeah, and he's I think he's very good in this show. Like I I won't be surprised if he gets a lot of Nami or Emmy nominations for Nami. Nami uh Nami emanations uh for uh supporting actor because he is he's quite he's been quite phenomenal through through an hour and a half of this show. So, um yeah, I definitely recommend checking this out so far. I'm I'm looking forward to diving into it more and really nice. letting it take me over. This is this is definitely a show that it's I, it's been a little slower to like get to because this is definitely like a I want to stop what everything else that's going on. My phone's gonna be in a different room, mm-hmm. like no distractions. I want to like take in everything this show is. Sure, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Nice. Well, where I'm gonna go with this list is a little bit back in time. Um, back you, to the future. Do you remember a show called The Amazing Race? I I do. Yes, which is I'd actually still it. going, and it's like mid thirties as far as seasons go. Uh, it started in like two thousand one, I think. Kind of Survivor esque. Yeah, Survivor's into the forties though. I yeah, think. but I like grew up on the show. This was a whole family gets together and watches it every Sunday Ooh, cool. night type of show. And there's a they put a random two seasons of it on Netflix. Um, there's like really nowhere else to watch it outside of like getting Paramount Plus or whatever. Who's gonna do that? And uh. So and it hap- one of the seasons happened to be one of my favorite all time memorable seasons hey, too. So I, I pretty much binged that this past week, and uh, it's it's just so good. It's, I think I think it's reality TV at its best, honestly. Remember when you would make fun of me for binging full seasons of Survivor in like a day or two? Now you understand. No, literally. Now you yeah. understand. And, and like if they had all the seasons, I would have started at the beginning, and I probably would yeah. be like on season twelve by now. But. No judgment here, brother. It's like it's such a simple concept, but it works every time just because you keep cycling in new groups of people. So I've never watched The Amazing Race. I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with what the premise is. What what's going so on? So you have eleven teams of two people each, and they basically race around the world. You go to a different country every episode. So um, and you have to like do tasks within the country, and you're trying to essentially beat the other teams. So it's like a- it's broken up into legs. Okay. So like each episode is a leg. So like. A leg will include you like leave from the country you're in, you fly to a different country, you do like what are called like roadblock tasks, which only one person on the team can do. You have to pick one person to do it. Then you have detour tasks where you have you can choose between two different options that are like very different based on what your strengths are. Um and it's all like very like culturally ingrained with like the area you're into oh. and about like experiencing the stuff there. Um, so is the point to come up with just like fun games that are entertaining to watch or to kind of give like a taste of the, the nation you're it's in? to like give a taste of the nation but the goal is to like get done the fastest okay you're trying to beat the other teams like in each individual leg and then the per and then you eliminate one team each episode so like whoever comes in last is done done out um and it's great like from like seeing different countries and seeing how like getting an inside look to what that looks like, but it's also like a interpersonal drama stuff and seeing how like the, you get to know like the, all the couples and their stories and you like really root for some people. Cause like the, you, when things get intense, you find out who they really are and you also find out who you really don't like. <laughs> so you're a big survivor guy. Do you remember uh Boston Rob? Oh yeah. Boston Rob was in a, season of the amazing race it was like coming 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 right off of it yeah Uh rob and amber Mm -hmm. um because he married a girl from his first season of yeah 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 yeah. and so they're a team and oh that's cool they are the villain 
like he, he does they are conniving and uh, they play it like survivor they, they play so dirty and nice. I, I won't i won't spoil anything but let's just say there's a there's this doesn't spoil how it all ends but there's one point where they let's just say karma is mean <laughs> karma it, it comes back around and it is it hits them so hard well it's so funny when boston rob got invited back for a uh heroes versus villains season of survivor he was on the villain side yeah and they introduced the season with him going i didn't i didn't know i was a villain and everyone <laughs> on the island laughed <laughs> so it does yeah, not surprise me at all that. to hear you say but that. but if, if you want to get some boston rob that's season seven of the amazing race on netflix there's only season five and season seven for whatever reason i you know what but i do need some more boston rob in my life yeah yeah He's a great dude. It features him heavily. Does he wear the Boston hat? Every yeah. single moment. It's his, it's his trademark. Yeah. But if you've never watched The Amazing Race, Season 7 is a great place to start. It, you can watch them in literally any order. It doesn't matter. It, each season is its own. Oh, I thought you were saying I could watch thing. the episodes. Oh, no, 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 no. You definitely have to go in order with hmm. the episodes. But, yeah, that's, that's all I got on that one before I get to my finale. Bring us home, oh, Benjamin. No. Uh, did you ever see the original G.I. Joe movie with Channing Tatum? I wouldn't say that's the original G.I. Joe movie, but yes. <laughs> I, okay, I, I, meant to yes. Say, I meant to say like the first of the two. Sure. Yes. No, it's definitely not the original. He's not even in the second like, one. He's in it for like 20 minutes and then dies. Yeah. Spoilers <laughs> for G.I. Joe 2. <laughs> G.I. Joe Retaliation. No, G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, the 2009 classic film. I did um, see this a long time ago yeah. and remembered enjoying it. Yeah, and it's one of the dumbest plots you'll ever see. It makes no sense. But like I I enjoyed this growing up. Like when I was the age I we was were age when appropriate it came for out. it. Yes. When it was so 2009 we would have been like 13. Yeah. Uh Dennis Quaid is in it. Of course. Uh, but like barely, like literally no more than he wants to be. He's in it for about 15 minutes Just and then get conveniently paid. gets wounded and doesn't have to show up again until like the end and he conveniently has an injury where he can sit in a wheelchair the whole time so he doesn't have to go to the trouble of standing fantastic Classic. get your bag dennis yeah uh channing tatum marlon waynes which is a uh-huh. very interesting <laughs> casting choice i think uh he's actually kind of good in like a goofy, yeah. in like a goofy way he, he's most well known for like really dumb comedies right? yes and this is a really dumb movie but in its own way but it's not a comedy it's supposed to be Th- there's like... some funny stuff he has he carries like pretty much all the comedic stuff and okay. he does it pretty well i'd say um but it, it's dumb stuff blows up but it was on netflix so i'm like i'll go back down memory lane and if you just turn your brain off for a little bit it's passable but Good. I just thought, I'm happy for I you. You're saying that through like gritted teeth. I no, like I'm I am all for like not only am I all for just people enjoying what they enjoy. Like I'm never gonna like bash you for enjoying something, and I'm all for just like dumb action movies too. Like there's a place for them and they're important. Yeah, that's just and, it's, like, it's, this it's, is kind of best of both worlds. But it feels it almost feels bad watching this because it's so sloppy and so ridiculous. But at the same time, it's like whatever. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, just it's, it's a movie for preteen boys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> knock yourself out, man. Like, 
Would you rather watch that or The Eternals again? I didn't finish The Eternals. I got half an hour in and exactly. couldn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder if I'll ever do that. Or just leave finish it hanging. Finish The Eternals? Yeah, or just leave it hanging. I feel like it'll probably depend on whether or not those characters are going to matter going forward. But, like, nobody liked this movie. Like, can they make them matter? Harry Styles was in it at the oh, end. Oh, he's man. important. Like, he's just expensive. Yeah. He was in um, that, it was called Dear Darling or whatever. Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. Was that any good? It was. was supposed to be good? So it had a lot of press around it to make it seem like this total trash fire and whatnot. And I really think a lot of that publicity was to just get attention. Like they're going to make the set sound like it was the most dramatic thing that's ever happened. And there was all this Harry Styles Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh drama going on and whatnot. I wouldn't say it was a good movie. I don't think it was nearly as bad as like a lot of people made it out to be. It was just a, it's just a movie, you know, like it was just, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed with it because I was, I really enjoyed Olivia Wilde's directorial debut book smart. I thought that was a great movie starring Caitlin Devers. One of show, oh, yeah. a, a show favorite. And um, this movie just it just didn't really have much of a personality. Didn't know what it was doing. Nick Kroll was in it. It didn't have a personality outside of saying, "Look, we have Harry Styles in a movie." Yeah, like it was just, it just, it tried to say so many things that it ended up just saying nothing. Mm. You know, that's concise. Ironically, and enough. so it, it was not good. I would not recommend it. But I also don't think it was like the worst movie sure. ever made. Yeah, yeah. You know? They fall into that cat into that. Gray Chris area Pine's sometimes. in it, so you at least Chris Pine and Florence Pugh are in it, so there's at least something to yeah. enjoy in familiar faces yeah. that are good actors. Sure. Okay, I'll put it on my list to not watch, which it was already on. Yeah, just don't don't waste your time. All right, any other thoughts? Penny for your thoughts. Dollar for your thoughts. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm out, man. I think I'm gonna hop off and go watch Nausicaa yes! of the Valley of the Wind. Do it. This movie's so good. It is. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening. If you liked what you heard, go give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at Waywa underscore podcast. There you go. There you go. And we will see you next time. Bye.